This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And it's a no-brainer. Uh, it's a no-brainer, Herb. I, I completely understand. People were, were, were saying, oh, that was such a risky play. It was risky, but it made complete sense. You're either going to win the game, win or lose the game right there. You're at home. Yep. You got the home crowd at, at, at your at your disposal. You got the win at your sales, so to speak. Why not go for it? Why not go for the win right there? I think that you're absolutely correct, hundred percent. I think, you know, he said it best. You know, he wanted to leave that game into their own hands with, in, in their own destiny, kind of like the remaining of the season, right? Um, the remainder of the season. And that being said. Um, when in, I, I was in the stands, uh, you know, uh, at the game, and when I when he decided to go for two, I was excited about that because that told me that sends a message across the board from not only this game and this team, but teams to come and games to come, that hey, we're going to be aggressive. We're going to not sit back and allow certain things to just be. We're going to try to go out and dictate our our future and what happens to us as a team. And I, that gives a lot of kids a lot of confidence in the coach that they will be playing for, but not only that, and a lot of confidence in the team that the teammates they will be playing with, in order to to say that they will be successful no matter what situation they're in. I loved it, man. I thought it was a great, great mindset call. I think it's a, it was a great moment in Brian Kelly's early LSU coaching career, and that play itself is going to live in history, in legendary history for a long time with Brian Kelly and the LSU Tigers. Did you rush the field? Be honest. <laughs> well, you know, somebody else asked me that earlier, um, in, uh, this, earlier this week. And I have to be honest with you. And I gave this uh, the honest answer, and it was one of, my, one of my guys that works for me. And I said, well, you know, whenever I run on the field, all this, the fans are actually in the stands. So I'm not really used to running on the field with fans <laughs> on the field. <laughs> Yeah, I hear you. I, I know I know Herb well, and that's not something that Herb would partake in, so to speak. Uh, and he's been there, done that, so I get it. Um, no yeah, matter what I happens, mean, I, Herb, I did not. So just so you know, I did not rush the field, but it was it was great to see everybody else rush the field. It's pretty cool to see that. 
Yeah, I figured. I knew the answer. I knew you wouldn't rush the field. I know who you, I know you well as a as a human being. That's not your <laughs> that's not your cup of tea. Um, no matter what happens this year, and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to um, sugarcoat anything, but for Brian Kelly, isn't he the head coach? Isn't he the college football coach of the year, regardless of of, of the outcome of the season? I mean, uh, can you name another? I'm not really sure. Um, somebody who's taking a team, and we've talked about this, you know. Like you, like you know, like you said in in one of your articles that Coach O left the cupboards bare for a guy to take this team that was in shambles, if you will, in January of last year or even late December. Um, how do you? How do you? It's amazing what he's done. But all along, I've said this was the right hire. This is the person yep. that could change the the fortune of LSU moving forward. I, you know, I anticipated winning seven games this year, maybe eight at the most, and he's he's exceeded that. And not only with wins or opportunities with wins, but opportunities with, with where their stature is going to be, lie at the end of the season. If they can get to an SEC championship, that would be phenomenal. Wow. And I agree with you. You're right. E- even if, if play stopped today and the season ended, he should be the – coach of the year and there's no doubt in my mind that he is just just based upon the way that he's you know if you go back and you look in the early part of the, the year and how you know people were saying well Kayshawn Boutte is you know checked out he's not in and all this other stuff just something small like being able to um, change the narrative of what people thought or with Kayshawn Boutte whatever he was going through to be able to just keep him focused enough to stay uh, a, a part of the game plan week in and week out, even though he wasn't getting the football, but he wasn't pouting like a, you know like people thought he was or whatever the situation was. I think that just that singular opportunity or situation that he was able to um, turn around to myself speaks to coach of the year personally. Yeah, Herb, had you told me in August um, that LSU would control their own destiny this late into the season and potentially make a run in the, at the SEC championship, and even if they lost to Georgia, for example, if you told me that's going to be the result, I'd have told you, Herb, <coughs> let's sit down. Let's sit down for a minute. Um, let's talk because I really think we might need to check you into a, a mental institution. I, I really would. I, I would have never. I'd have never thought this. And the job he's done, not just in, in, in coaching, but uh, it's really been the development of talent, Herb, and that's something yes. that I yes. think has gone under, under, or unnoticed, or under talked about, yep. for lack of better words. And that was something that we kind of belly ached about a lot, not so much during the Coach O era, but during Les Miles' tenure yep. in, at LSU. Was sure the procurement of talent, they were they were uh, the best in the one of the best in the country at getting the talent, but could they develop it? And Brian Kelly. And his staff is developing talent before our eyes. Well, this is what Brian Kelly does. He's always done this. And this is one of the reasons why I thought he would be a great coach at LSU because, you know, if you think about what he's done in the past, his past couple of past stops at Cincinnati and Notre Dame, he's taken under-talented guys and made them even, you know, took their talent levels up to two or three different notches in order to be successful. So, He's developed those guys uh, everywhere he's he's gone. He's been able to be a leader of young men and to be able to get them to buy into whatever he's selling behind the scenes and transform them from good 
to decent high school ball players to really good, in some cases, great college football players that can also transition to the next level in the NFL. And so he's uh, one of the things that he is doing. And when we say coaching, it encompasses all of that, right? And when we use that singular word, it yeah, encompasses it's not just X's and O's. Correct, it, but it also encompasses the develop of of the young man on the field, off the field, um, to be able to be something completely different individually for each player. Whenever that player has an issue, and come in, so because when you know when the players see coach, they call him coach. You know what I'm saying? And that's yeah. no matter what aspect it is, they can be at dinner. They're gonna say, "Hey, coach, how you doing?" If they can be, you know, getting on the plane, "Hey, coach, how you doing?" They can see them at church. Hey, coach, how you doing? So that word coach encompasses all of that stuff in my mind. That's how I perceive it. And and it's, it's, it, 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 it identifies every little nuance that it takes to in order to be able to develop these young men on and off the field. Herb, my rooster is crowing early, so that's a good sign that LSU <laughs> is going to get it done early today against I like it. the Arkansas Long Razorbacks. Horn, horn. <laughs> Pig suey. Pig suey, pig ewey. That's what we're trying to, to make. That's right. <laughs> He's Herb Tyler. I'm Christian Garrick. It's the Gulf Coast Bacon Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Herb and Christian back here on Sports Talk. We welcome in now Mike Dettelier. Mike D's Notebook, brought to you by Thibodeau Regional Sports Medicine Center. Mike, good morning. It's an early one for LSU and Arkansas, but one for Arkansas that if they beat LSU and derail their dreams, this would make their season. Yeah, it's basically kind of a mini bowl game for them. And they come off of uh, a loss to Liberty. Now, I've watched Liberty play. Uh, Hugh Freeze, that's a pretty good team there. But, man, they, they got kind of taken to the woodshed early in that game. Uh, they made a run late and had an opportunity and, and lost. But, uh, yeah, it will be an interesting game because it's a weather game. And I always think in cold weather, and cold weather for, say, LSU, um, in comparison, that uh, uh, on defense, my biggest concern is the tackling. Because I think in cold weather, a lot of times, you maybe don't wrap up as well in, in taking down a ball carrier. And somebody will get extra yardage. On offense, depending on the wind, uh, you know, ball will sail on you a little bit. And ball protection. So, in these weather conditions, that's a bigger concern for me than the mental part. I think LSU is going to be ready to play against Arkansas. Uh, I think a twist that we have not seen in quite some time is because with Coach Miles and also Coach O, they would always take the approach that it's our responsibility as a coaching staff to not let you kind of just dream into what happened a week ago. Brian did this totally opposite this week. He put the onus on the players and saying, hey, we're going to get you ready. We're going to put you in a spot to make plays. Now it's up to you. 
it's up to you as individual players and as a team to get it done. That's totally different from what we have seen in the past with Coach O and Coach Miles, who who basically said, hey, it's our spot to do it. What Brian's done here, he's flipped the script on them and mm-hmm. saying, y'all understand what's at stake. And we're going to put you in the spot to make plays. Now you go out and do it. And I talked to a former college head coach uh, this week, and he was like, it's like going to cooking school. And the head chef is saying to the other people that he's training to be chefs, I'm going to buy the groceries. I'm going to show you how it's done. But eventually it's up to you to cook the meal. I'm not going to be there to cook the meal every time. It's up to you. And I thought it was a good analogy that he's kind of thrown this on the players. Hey, it's your responsibility. You got us here. Now you take this to the end. And um, it's a little different. The one thing with Brian, I think he understands this pretty well in kind of what buttons he has to push to get them ready. Yeah, uh, that's well said in a lot of ways. K.J. Mm-hmm. Jefferson, Mike, has been um, – has been banged up, uh, practiced kind of mixed this week. Uh, do you expect him to go? Yeah, I think he'll play. Uh, now, mm-hmm. how effective he'll be remains to be seen. Uh, and I've watched a lot of KJ. I saw him in high school and then certainly his time at Arkansas. Uh, LSU has played a guy similar to him. That's Florida's Anthony Richardson. Uh, Anthony, I think, oh, I know, is faster. But uh, when I look at K.J., he's thicker, and he runs with more power than Anthony Richardson. But they both do the same thing in the passing game. They're not real great in the short, intermediate part of the game. Where they can throw it is in the medium to longer range throws. That's where they're effective. And they make plays with their feet. Just like Richardson did at Florida, K.J. is going to make some plays. Uh, with his feet. We saw it a year ago. The big difference from a year ago is he doesn't have Trayvon Burks at receiver. Mm -hmm. And I remember in that game, the days leading up to it, they were concerned about how they would match up against Burks. Wind up being a first-round pick of the Tennessee Titans. They don't have anybody like that on this team this year. Um, They run the ball well. Their defense has been horrific. I mean, they've given up a ton of big plays uh, on the back end. And that was something they were okay with a year ago, but they're not, they not real good at They got one superstar, though, and that's Drew Sanders, number 42 at linebacker. Uh, I saw him. He was a Texas kid in high school, five-star recruit, goes to Alabama, kind of gets mixed with a lot of other five-star linebackers and says, man, I'm out of here. He goes to Arkansas. Drew Sanders has the potential to be a first-round pick. That's how good he is as a linebacker. Man, he can run the field. He's well off the blitz. He does a nice job fighting off blockers and getting into the backfield. He's disruptive. But, man, defensively, they have not gotten a great pass rush, and they play lousy on the back end. 
So that would be open for me to take some shots uh, downfield against this secondary, and their top safety got suspended. <laughs> so um, there's a lot of different things involved here. But K.J. Jefferson, you've played him already. You played mm-hmm. Anthony Richardson, who is a similar type player. Herb, you got anything for Mike? I do, Mike. So let me ask you a question. Um, when it comes to this particular matchup, because in the past, you know, Arkansas, LSU, no matter what the rankings are, Arkansas is always going to play really tough. They're going to be scrappy, and a lot of times they end up beating LSU. I think you touched on it earlier when you said that Ryan Kelly actually put the onus on the players. This is a different game. This is an 11 o'clock game. It's uh, it's going to be 40 degrees out there. Um, how, do, how do you think LSU – will actually handle, and when I say handle is, I mean the players themselves, handle the, the, the severity of this game and then moving forward after this game? Well, I think in handling it, I think that's the Marvel mystery because I think, you know, every year there's so much changeover, and then with a coaching staff change, you really got some changeover uh, personnel-wise. Yulita's uh, got to step forward here. Uh, this is where the leadership of your football team has to say, hey, listen, I don't care if we play at 2 o'clock in the morning, 6 a.m., 11 a.m., uh, you know, 1 o'clock. You know, hey, whatever. we got to play. This is football. And mm-hmm. it's, the environment's different because of the weather. LSU doesn't play in a lot of these type games. And Arkansas is more used to it than you are. And I, like I said, I think defensively, it's it's being able to wrap up and tackle well. And offensively, uh, being protective of the football. And, and for a quarterback, you would know, depending on the win situation, and man, in Fayetteville, it, almost like they open up a door somewhere, Herb, where that wind starts whipping through. And you feel that win a lot more than you would in some other stadiums. Yep. Um, I think it's mind over matter here. I really believe that that's what Brian's trying to get across to his team. That, man, we don't care where we play, when time we play. We just got to go out and take care of business. How this team acts and how they handle success is why this game is only a three, three-and-a-half-point spread. Because guess what? Vegas don't know either. And, and right. you're really not sure. I think Brian thinks he knows how this team will handle it. But if you win today and Alabama beats Ole Miss, which I suspect will happen, and I think will happen, <laughs> you have won the SEC West. Yep. Ain't many of us would have said that. We'll put it to you this way. None of us. Would have said that before the season, that this team would win the SEC West. And then I think he he takes it one game at a time afterwards. It's the old adage of turning the page. And I think he tried to do it Monday uh, succinctly with his team and with the press. Hey, y'all want to make a big thing about Alabama, and the fans will make a big thing about beating Alabama, but it's over. The game's over. My job is to get you prepared for Arkansas, and that's what I'm going to do. And now it's up to the players to turn that page, too. 
how you handle success. It'll be the first big test for Brian Kelly and his team that this was unexpected. You walking down grounds you've never walked down before as a team and how they do that. Man, it's intriguing for me uh, of how they do it and to have this type weather setting in the backdrop. And you're Mm -hmm. right. Some of these Arkansas teams in the past who maybe weren't as talented as some of the LSU teams have beaten them. And we've also saw, you know, a few years back, remember they had been that three-headed monster running back with Felix Jones and Madden. And, man, they came at you now. I will say that. That was a pretty talented team, Houston Nuthead. That was a pretty good team uh, that they had and had some overtime games and stuff. The fact that your quarterback for Arkansas is sort of beat up and you lose your top safety, you've you given up 31 points a game, LSU got to take advantage of that. And that plays into the strength of your football team where I, I'm a firm believer the most talent you got on this LSU team is that wide receiver. And you've got a quarterback now who's got some confidence. Um, and, you know, I think a lot was made of KJ and his ability to run and maneuver around the pocket. Hey, LSU got a guy like that too, don't they? Yes, sir. <laughs> NFL and college football analyst Mike Natillier. Mike, thank you, man. All right, guys. Y'all take care. Thank you, Mike. Along with Herb Tyler, I'm Christian Garrick. This is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick, back here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgate and Show here on WWL, our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines. Are open at 504-260-1870. Herb, take a pause on LSU Arkansas for a minute. The NFL is going to honor John Madden's legacy with a special new tradition on Thanksgiving Day. Um, that that's going to be awesome. Uh, John Madden is football. Uh, Thanksgiving is not Thanksgiving without John Madden, so to speak. Uh, I know you're a big John Madden fan. I am as well. What a great honor uh, that the NFL is going to do for John Madden, the icon. Wonderful thing, wonderful thing. John Madden embodies just uh, all things football, right? When you think of the word pigskin, you think of John Madden. When you think of boom, you think of John Madden. You know, you, you just – and it seems like he's coached or played at for and with every football team ever invented or ever uh, maturated, but he hasn't. And, um, and you know, as a, as a person, he was so beloved by everyone. It, it, it's, it's just – it makes no sense how this guy has become an icon that he has. Now, again, you know, you have the Madden football game that really kicked it off. I remember when, uh, and me being a kid, and this is, you know, kind of dating myself, the Sega Genesis had uh, Joe Montana football, and then the, um, uh, the, the the Sony games had the John Madden football, EA Sports. And um, both games were really good. 
but the Madden football took off, and Joe Montana football never really flourished into anything, which was a pretty a good, a good game on Sega Genesis. But, um, yeah, once again, man, Madden is the greatest of all time. We used to love to listen to him on the booth. We used to love just watching videos of him just talking to other people just randomly in and about towns where they would stop at. It, I mean, he's pretty good, pretty great guy. Love him. Thanksgiving Day games will be Bills versus Lions, Giants versus Cowboys, and Patriots versus Vikings. Prior to each game on three different networks, a tribute video will run in Madden's honor. And on the field, players will wear a Madden sticker on the back of their helmets. And a Madden nice. logo will, be, will also be painted at the 25-yard line of all three fields. Great tribute to um, just an iconic, iconic face in the NFL, both as a coach and a broadcaster. And him and Pat Summerall, Herb, man, yep. I don't know there's – I don't know if there's a better combination. I know you got Aikman Buck, but man, those two were titans. They were great, man. They they fed off of each other, kind of like K Dog and Herb Teasy. But <laughs> we're trying to get to that level. Um, we're yeah, not we quite there yet, but we're gonna get there, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Look, just want to take a couple minutes to to reflect on the late great John Madden and what the NFL is gonna do to yep. honor uh, his legacy and. Uh, I know I grew up as a big Madden fan. Herb did as well. We kind of grew up in the same era, so to speak, and we remember his, like, uh, you know, just his fun that he had on a Telestrator. I mean, he, Herb, he, he, I remember he showed a turkey. They showed a turkey one time, and he's using the Telestrator in the circle yeah. and show where the legs are and the anatomy of the turkey. It's just, yeah. come on. Like, you can't get much better than that. A quick-witted person who – has the intelligence of of, of a, just one of the smartest human beings in the world and can turn around and, and just spew passion and love for football and people all at the same time. It's great. It's a great he was a great human being and great ambassador to, to to the game of football and not only the game of football but the game of life as well. Yeah. I mean if you were having a bad day, just turn on John Madden if he's doing a game. Just turn Oh, yeah. Just watch him, and you, you instantly would find a way to chuckle because that guy was funny. Yeah. <laughs> he could be a stand-up comedian at any point in his career, for real. Oh, yeah. All right, just wanted to get that out of the way. Uh, Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick will step away and come back. It's the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on the home of the Fighting Tigers, WWL. Back here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show, Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick getting you set for LSU in Arkansas today at 11 A.M. in Fayetteville, a chilly Fayetteville. Going to fry some bacon today, Herb. That's the, <laughs> yes, that's the theme. Trying to get the that's hogs right. on that on that skewer. Um, Jaden Daniels, we've talked about him for three weeks now, just the zone that he is in. Uh, and he played so well last week in the win over Alabama. What do you think Arkansas can do to slow him down? I mean, first things first, the the elephant in the room, they have to be able to not allow Jaden to get outside of the pocket and um or even on design run plays to, to make some big plays. That being said, that's easier said than done. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things where if you got a, a I guess a, a Alabama coach defense and last week Jaden Daniels carried the ball eighteen times for ninety five yards and a touchdown. And, you know, that touchdown came in the biggest moment. Um, I I was looking at the differences between Jaden and K.J. Jefferson, and they have very similar numbers, right? So Jaden's got 1,900 yards passing on the season. He's a 69% completion 
14 touchdowns, one interception, with 600 yards rushing. KJ has 1,900 yards passing as well. He's 66% completions. He's got 17 touchdowns and three interceptions. He also has 400 yards rushing. The difference in the two is, in my opinion, is that Jaden Daniels has really stepped up in the biggest moments, uh, in the biggest games. Um, you know, you, you you take away Tennessee, the Tennessee game, which was, you know, just a different type of game. Um, but Jaden has, even in the loss against Florida State, he really there was moments where he stepped up, at where he was really needed, which at toward the end of the game when the ninety nine yard or ninety six yard um, touchdown drive. And so, you know, the biggest thing that I think that Arkansas can do is to try and, you know, keep Jaden contained as much as possible, force him to throw the football down the field, um, stay in the pocket, and, and you know, create kind of some sort of disruption either with pressure in his face or disguise the defenses to where, you, you know, he kind of has to think a little bit further down the line in order to get the ball out to whoever he needs to get the ball to. And when we've seen Jaden struggle, those are the things that made him struggle, um, where you can kind of confuse him on the back end to where he's wanting to go to one person, um, and if he's not there, then he takes off. So if you can kind of have a spy on him and, and, and be ready to tackle him when he's taken off, it's going to be the only thing you can do to stop him now. You know, can you do that? <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of teams that's tried and has, has not been successful. Herb, one of the things I think the biggest area that his game has grown is early on in the season we were talking about his ability uh, to process information. I think it, the game was moving really, really fast for him, and he was looking for one guy, and he was gone. Now I think he's much more willing to sit back there and go through his progression. Have you seen the same thing? Well, the reason for that is because he had um, poor offensive line play. Yeah. So now that his offensive line has been – um, maturated to the point of where they can actually, you know, protect him. Um, he feels more comfortable back there. And I think that goes along with the part that Brian Keller was trying to get Jaden to understand is, you know, trust the guys that are that, that, that their teammates that you play with. And that doesn't, didn't only meant, mean trust the receivers when you throw the ball up to them. I think it meant trust the offensive line is going to make the right calls and give you the right protection so that you can, you know, stay in the pocket one extra second longer to be able to deliver the ball to whoever's going to be open. And, uh, and one hour down. Right. Excuse me. One hour down. One more to go. It's the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show with Herb Tyler. I'm Christian Garrick. This is WWL. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 